Hey everyone, welcome to The Spin. I'm DJ Reggie, and today I'm interviewing Everything Everything in Los Angeles, California. Hi, this is Everything Everything. This is Roddy from Idlewell. You're listening to The Spin. You're listening to The Spin. Hi everybody, this is Juan Waters. This is Chastity. We are Napier. You're listening to The Spin with Reggie. All right, so how do you want to start the story? <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to The Spin. I'm DJ Reggie, and this is a very, very first episode of The Spin, the very first podcast put out. Um, I have so many interviews that I've been sitting on, especially traveling around. I've gotten lucky to um, interview different people from different festivals and from all over the world, and I just thought, like, why not make a fucking podcast? And here we are. I really just want to share other musical tastes with other people from all over the world. So I thought this could be a really good stomping ground to be able to share music and also interview amazing musicians that need recognition in the alternative underground indie world. And a lot of these musicians are traveling because they need to promote new albums or because they are currently in a music festival. So I thought, let's put it in a podcast. And here I am sitting in my Pasadena apartment, finally putting together all these interviews that I got lucky enough to do. So a little bit about the spin. I want to build kind of like a, a podcast because I, myself as a music lover, I always try to look for podcasts that introduce me to new music or new musicians. And I feel like there are a lot of musicians or artists or celebrities that do put out podcasts, but I feel like I never get to learn about new music. So I thought, Hey, why not have this average Joe, that's me, Reggie, the average Joe, get together and basically put out new music or musicians that need recognition. So a little bit about myself. I'm Reggie. I am born and raised in Los Angeles, but I moved to Australia about a year ago, and I moved to this city called Melbourne. And that city was absolutely filled with creatives and artistic people. And the music scene there was absolutely stellar. Same as Los Angeles. It's honestly, I've been so fortunate enough to live in really cool cities that have always introduced me and is flooded with amazing music. So anyways, when I was living in Los Angeles, I worked at a, at a radio station for a few years called K-Rock. And I was an assistant there and got very fortunate enough to work under the disc jockeys and learn so much about what musicians or what um, indie artists were coming up and were getting introduced into uh, the playlist for K-Rock. And I also worked under the music director and she kind of taught me what a single and what a really good up and coming band sounds like. So... Again, I was very, that's when my little flame of working in the music industry started. Then I started interning at I Am Sound Records, and those guys have an amazing musical taste. Oh, man, everyone on that roster, on that record label, was kick-ass and ended up, well, everyone that comes through that record label would just end up blowing up. It's like they had the, the magical touch to every musician. Then I worked at a record label for a few years, didn't really dig it because it was absolutely the music that I wasn't really into, and then said, fuck it. I'm moving 9,000 miles away and ended up moving to Melbourne, Australia, and got very lucky again to be indulged in that music scene and had my very own little music show called 1700 that I would host maybe once a week and got to interview about a lot of local bands there. 
and also was on TV in LA as a host um, for a show called En Concierto. Got to interview a bunch of local artists. Basically, what I'm saying is I've worked a lot of commercial radio, and I, I w had always wished that these bands would get some sort of recognition. So I just think that this could be a little gateway to it. So anyways, long story short, I'm happy to contribute to some sort of music scene. And I'm hoping that with you listening to this, we could agree and share music and everything. So besides that, my very first interview is with Everything Everything. These guys are from Manchester, uh, currently living in Manchester, but originally from Northumberland, England, and their uh, label is under Sony slash RCA. They have four albums to date, but they have just recently released Fever Dreams. And when I had met them up, they were actually on tour promoting that album in the States. So the band consists of four Englishmen, Jonathan, Jeremy, Alex, and Michael. These guys have been kicking ass since way before when, back in 2014. They were they won an award for, from the Music Producer Guild Award for UK Single of the Year. They have also made um, Enemies 2012 50 Best Tracks of 2012 as number 30. And they have just been around for a while, but I feel like now they have been getting extra, extra big and it's they're selling out amazing shows. Yeah, I got very fortunate enough to, to interview them and I'm hoping that you guys really love the music that we have set up through the show. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. Feel free. If you really dig the music, go ahead and buy it. All right, just to set up with me interviewing everything, everything. So basically the way that I got to interview them was because of my trip in the UK. I visited the UK for a month back in July, I believe. And I thought, if I'm here, why not interview bands from around here that are touring? The UK is probably one of the most influential cities for music. So I thought, why not interview a band that has really left footsteps in the underground alternative music scene? And I thought everything, everything would be perfect, especially since they had put out an album. So I hit up their press person and I was like, hey, I'm in town. I'd love to interview these guys for my future podcast, which is now actually happening. I think I forgot what had happened, but it, the communication was off. And then finally, a few months after that, in October 2017, their manager hit me up and asked me, hey, the boys are going to be in town. Um, would you like to interview them since they'll be in Los Angeles and you'll be in Los Angeles? And I'm like, whoa, great timing. I, I think I had just moved back to LA at that time. So I thought, yeah, perfect. And they were playing at the Telegram room. The booking agent to that place, I got to say, is a genius. Every person that plays in that room has been so cool and so incredible and just like a very up and coming musician. And just seeing it like just come to life because this venue opened up right before I moved to Australia and just knocked it out of the park with like booking like the OCs, Ty Siegel, and all of them were sold out shows. So I thought, oh man, perfect venue, great sounding venue. And this was right after they had recorded with James Corden's Late Late Show. And then they, then they get me, me coming around downtown LA on my day off to 
basically interview them and chat with them. Uh, the Teragram Room is located in downtown LA. The music venue is like in the middle of nowhere of downtown LA. And you walk up and I had to go through the back, but I, I, I assume for some reason to go through the front. There was this huge line wrapped around the Teragram Room just to see everything, everything. And it was like maybe an hour and a half, two hours before the show. I got there a little bit earlier so I could interview them before they go on stage and perform. And they, I was just like in awe. I'm like, I can't believe this many people are here to see these guys. So that got me a bit nervous. But I, as soon as I like walked into the green room, just completely relaxed. And these guys were really funny, genuine, and kind of like very down to earth, but had a very sarcastic, dark sense of humor as usually uh, Brits do. But yeah, here is an interview with Everything Everything. And this was right before their show in their green room at the Telegram Room in downtown LA. Welcome to LA. I know you've been here three times now. Yeah, this is the third, I think. And you've played the Roxy every single time. I, until now, yeah. Until now. And this is the Telegram Room. The Telegram Room in LA is kind of like if you've booked a show at the Telegram Room, you've kind of have made it, I think, in my opinion, just because I am like a wow. love indie. I swear, like any artist that plays here has been amazing and has such a huge following. Mm -hmm. And they're like really devoted. Artist, so like just walking in here to interview you guys, I saw like a line like starting to wrap around the building, yeah, and I'm like, nice. yeah. So, um, and how has your LA experience been this time compared to the other times that you guys have been here? We've always had a good time. We sort of understand LA a bit more now. Yeah, when we first yeah. got here, we were a bit confused by it, but it's kind of like a big working city. Like everyone's just getting on with their jobs, and a lot of their jobs are like TV and films and stuff. So it's a bit different. Yeah. But um. There's lots of space and like we walked up Running Canyon and like you can't really do that in many places where you, you can be on Hollywood Boulevard one minute and literally one minute later you're up a, up a sort of mountain. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's really special and, and it just... Yeah, it's pretty unique. And, and we've always found it kind of bamboozling because you, you arrive feeling like you're on the moon because the jet lag is it's brutal <laughs> coming to the UK. Yeah. And then... And this, we just don't have anything culturally to compare this to from where, where we come from. It's, it's a completely unique atmosphere, really. I feel like I'm getting the other end of it because I, I'm American and I'm like, I've visited the UK. Mm. So it's like seeing the other side and hearing good things because, I mean, I've met other friends that are from overseas and they say the complete opposite. Like, ah, oh, America. Americans are really tough. So it's kind of nice to hear like the good highlighted parts to it but mm -hmm. what are like some of the like half do's you guys have to do when you get here since you guys have been here a few times sleep like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during the day yeah um, uh, well we never know what we're going to be doing like with the schedule and stuff yeah um, so we just kind of fit stuff in around it but we did like some promo this afternoon and then because we were like underneath the canyon we could like, let's go up there for an hour so that was nice and mm. look at the view and the weather's great so we, we it's just nice to be outside yeah I recently went after a few years and checked it out and I just I'm still very confused even like going back as a little girl I just don't know what the La Brea Tar Pits are really like, no, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm from LA it's I really, can't even it's a geological yeah, so you guys got some like traveling in there. Yeah, yeah. Some tour stuff. We would have gone to Lacma, but it was closed. Oh no! Weird. That's amazing. The building itself is amazing, anyway. So. Have you guys gotten your in and out fix yet? Yeah, actually, we did in San Francisco. Nice. Immediately. And what do you think of in and out? I need to know. 
honestly. Like, it's, no. It's like really reasonable and it's less kind of processed seeming yeah. than a lot of fast yeah, food. Like real food, like real ingredients and stuff. Okay. But I mean, to be honest, like, people were talking about it like it was some magical destination or something. It's like a nice <laughs> burger and the branding's nice. Like, it's kind of it. Yeah. Like, but nice logo, nice burger. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain wrote this kind of like, um, he wrote this beautiful written story about how much he loves In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. So I, after that, I feel like everyone else is like, yeah. It is, it is kind of beautiful in its simplicity and it, does, it looks great, you know what I mean? It's not like McDonald's, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, yeah. Yeah, sweet. And you guys just performed the Late Late Show with James Corden last night. We did. And, um, it doesn't air until the 25th, though. It doesn't air until uh, the 25th. We last night. Oh, okay, great. It was, like, like, it was like live, live. Like, oh. They run the show, so... Okay, yeah, I was going to so ask it's you. It's quite the operation. Oh, wow, okay. You're in and out of there within an hour. Yeah, that shows it. So we really know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Is this your it's first enjoyable. like American television it's performance? Yeah. It's, we did some in Austin actually, but that was like local TV. It was like Austin this morning. Oh, we played Fox News sort of accidentally. Yeah, as well. we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah this is our first like American proper American late night TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've done stuff like that in the UK. And did you guys get to meet him? Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. We um, talked about being. British living in London <laughs> and stuff like that's, that. Yeah. I was, and I wonder if he has like a soft spot for you guys, just because um, you guys are from the UK. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he, to be honest, like he's got a million things to do and he's just buzzing about meeting everyone and learning his lines and things. So, uh, but no, he seemed nice. And, yeah, Is so. he? Okay, so that's what, the other question that I had because I always am really curious. I had a friend that worked at Warner um, Brothers the lot and she worked for Ellen DeGeneres and mm. she seems really happy, go lucky, right, right. but apparently... She's like really cold and really harsh. So I was wondering if James was like that, but well, if, he wasn't yeah. with us. But I think you know he, the performance is is there. The second he steps into the building, he has yeah. to do that job, and be that person. And that's it. That's an actually really exacting. I think it's a really difficult job to do yeah. what he does, um, and it's, again, it must be exhausting. And given um, that you guys are in the states for the next few days, um, and you guys have to fly over to Australia, like. The next few uh, days after that. No, we're no, um, we're going over over um, like New Year's to play Falls Festival. Oh, to Falls Festival. Yeah. Okay, and you guys have a big following in Australia, I yeah, assume. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Triple J. Yeah. Triple J. Triple R and everything. Yeah, I can only imagine. But um, given that you guys are performing at a different city almost every day, how ex- how do you guys get over that exhaustion of like jet lag and performing and having to have all this energy? Like, what's like a key kind of like ingredient to that? Uh, adrenaline and <laughs> adrenaline and booze, <laughs> and just you know the, the the anticipation and the the atmosphere that you get everywhere everywhere you play. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's never it's never boring. Yeah. People waiting really around is boring and the fun job is boring, but yeah. Know, being in different places every day is actually kind of exciting as well as disorientating. Yeah. And, and you've got all day to kind of get to that point and the, the apex yeah. of the day is like if you're on stage at nine o'clock then you know, like I remember we were in Sydney feeling absolutely awful about ten minutes before the show yeah. and then you just have to forget that you feel awful. Yeah. And then it helps when people are there and, and, and want to see you play. So uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in talking about like the audience crowd giving you guys more energy, like what is your favorite country or city do you prefer like do you think just always kicks ass? Yeah. Um Dublin is always amazing for the fans. Oh like, cool. Our own shows in Dublin have always been brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean Britain in general obviously because we've played there a lot and we're, we're from there but 
uh, you know, Manchester, London. But um, apart from that, like, they're all different. Japan's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very respectful. Yeah. Uh, and the crowds. The Australian the, crowds we've had are great crowds. Yeah. It's one yeah. splendor in the grass, which is a big festival they have over there. And yeah. American, like, you know, the Australian and American crowds are just a bit more exuberant. Very demonstrative, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, every time I go up to San Francisco to go see a show, I feel like for some reason up north, they're just weird. And they 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 love being weird, so they'll get like the crazy dancers. And then maybe San Francisco is a yeah, good city. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's a bit like Scotland. Yeah. Okay. Probably all the drugs up there as well. Though. That would make sense, huh? Okay, so being that you are from Manchester and I'm American, and I've visited your homeland, and now you're in my homeland, I thought we could play like a little game. Um, so what's better? What's better? In the UK or America? Okay. Okay. And. This is what I found different, but okay. Are there right and wrong answers? Then? No, no, but we might get into there some debates. Be, though, <laughs> yeah. no, we might get into some debates. Okay, so bacon. Better in oh, America or here? Come on! I it. Well, I, your bacon isn't real, but it's... What? Okay, see, we're going to start already. I think, I think it's very... It's probably really irresponsibly far. <laughs> and it's like... I mean, it's, 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 it's fucking delicious. Yeah. And it's like... It's like hardball. It's like much more textured, yeah. but we have this kind of limp, lily livid stuff. I don't know. They're, they're, it's they're kind thicker of like, over yeah, there. It's like yeah, a different like substance gamut. altogether. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you? I don't really know. The okay. To that. What about you? I, I actually would say American bacon. Okay. Because okay. I, I I I used to like when I was younger, used to get this sort of anemic pink floppy bacon, and then I went to Orlando on holiday, and it was all like crispy, thin and crisp. Yeah. Is it Denny's where bacon Denny's is, like is a, a topping? Like yeah. you can shake it onto it. <laughs> you can put it on pancakes. Like powdered bacon. <laughs> okay, so coffee. I don't know. Um, uh. I, well, it depends. I think it, like gas station coffee is pretty. Lo- it's pretty bad. It's pretty shit it, well, it's here. It's pretty bad everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. it's worse here. But then, like nice coffee here is probably. I agree with that. That's yeah. a totally right I think we're answer. Probably on a, the, 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 an even keel. But then mm. the problem is the milk, especially in tea. Like yeah, you guys don't know what milk is. Yeah. Oh no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh Doesn't exist here. Yeah, Our tea's just what? <laughs> what's half and half anyway? I have no idea. Okay, so the weather in oh, LA or I wanted to give you guys one. That's like, what it was. The problem with England is that it's a Scandinavian country and it won't admit it. So it doesn't have any of the infrastructure to cope with extreme weather. So if it snows at all, all the trains are fucked. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh my god, this terrible weather. It's like, it happens every year and we do nothing about it. And then we have like hosepipe like, bands where yeah. we have like three more. Yeah, oh, it's 18 degrees. Stop using water. Yeah. But it is nice when we, when we have a nice day like in Manchester, it's like, oh my goodness, everyone's out and everyone's got yeah. all their like, clothes off and stuff. Yeah. Whereas yeah. here, it's just like, you guys uh, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I think, of, I love the rain. And like, for me, like London was a dream because I was like, oh my God, it rains here every What's day. What's good about the rain? Though? I don't know. It's, a, it's a whole gloominess to it too. You put, on, yeah. you put on some radio head, you drink yeah. a coffee, you hang out. I don't know. You I love feeling why, feelings, I guess. Yeah, you can see why Manchester bands are yeah. all a bit miserable. All right. That, is that true? There's an element. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, music scene. Music scene. Uh, what, LA or Manchester? LA, yeah, LA or Manchester. I'd say Manchester. Yeah. Wow. Because okay. like, it's, it's, yeah, it is.
Like we did Majesty's produced like some of the best music ever. So was LA, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess it goes through periods, doesn't it? LA in the 70s was amazing. Was yeah, amazing. but in the ni- like 90s, like yeah, hair of glam. Yeah, like rock bands. Yeah. Like Guns N' Roses. Oh, fuck me. I hate Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But LA, I mean, every other per- person in LA loves it. Yeah. Okay, so public transportation. Um, we haven't really got that here. You don't really have it here. You, have you don't have here. it. Yeah. And you've got, is there a metro system of some kind? Um, it? Yeah, we have, they're metros. They're basically subways, but it's not like, yeah, you guys have it down in a lock over there. Over here, it's, it's so really, really bad. Lovely. It's not as good in Manchester, but it's getting better because the tram line is so kind of extended all the time. But oh, I'm wow. a big advocate of public transport because I hate driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me I spend like an hour driving to the beach or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and festival is the last one. Um, we've never played that many American festivals. Yeah. We've done a lot in the UK. Yeah. Um, Next year we should. I think the culture is is really ingrained in the UK. Like yeah. we know I mean, to yeah. be honest, we know about being outdoors so. and being wet and, and yeah. still enjoying ourselves. Yeah. You know. Yes. Um, Overcoming the difficulties, it's very, it's very British. Yeah, sort of stoic. The, that camaraderie is part of what yeah. really. That's and why I always think like a completely dry Glastonbury is really, really good. But even yeah. if it rains a little bit early on, and everybody has that sense of like, yes, we've gone over it, <laughs> yeah. and that actually makes for a better vibe overall. Like a, bro- a brotherhood in a sense. Yeah. It's not like Coachella yeah. where people it's fly into. Yeah, it's not like Coachella where people fly in through helicopter mm. now, and it's mm. just, it's like off show. But it's, yeah, that I would still need to go to a festival out there. Yeah, Glastonbury alone, I think, means we win, I'm afraid. Which one is the Um, From the UK? Mm. No, Did, with, uh, with, out of, sorry. No. Which is your favorite festival in the UK to play, that you've played? Glastonbury, I think. It's, it's the best festival for everything. There are some other really great festivals in the UK we really enjoy playing. Like Reading is always great. Reading, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it has the heritage as well. And that's something you can kind of sense on the day and that we really appreciate when you... Um, and there's also like a lot of newer, really yeah. fun, well-thought-out festivals as yeah. well. Smaller ones as well. Festival number six. Yeah, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Latitude's really nice. And, yeah. Um, I, awesome, yeah. I think as a music lover, like Glastonbury, even here in the States, it's just like one of those festivals I think you you dream to go to from mm. the States. So that's like on my bucket list to go. Yeah. Even in the UK, it's quite hard to go to Glastonbury. Like, really? Yeah. 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 It's, like long, it's hard. Like, yeah. And, um, lucky, really. We've been there long enough. Yeah. And I did a little bit of social media stalking with you guys, and I was looking through your photos. Um, I saw that you guys were like, perf- uh, you guys opened up for uh, the Foles, mm-hmm. so a couple yeah, photos with the Yannis. Yeah. And um, I can't even imagine how huge of a party it is to they basically are... go on tour with them and part. Is there any like crazy stories you could tell me specifically? Uh, Something uh, kind of PG, I guess, because you can't give it all away. PG. But <laughs> Nothing too bad, but like it's we were just talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Alex, our guitar player, skateboarding with Jack Bevan because they're like two little like naughty boys and you play computer games. But they went skateboarding, pissed one night in with Madrid, a, a, yeah. a glass beer bottle, and, and Alex just fell over and his bottle smashed, and he could have like broken bones and then slashed his hands up and stuff. And yeah, he, plays he did cut his. Oh, he did cut his hand. Uh, and he had and to perform. Our manager was just like, like, give me that skateboard. Oh, <laughs> 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 he just like breaks yeah. it right in front of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're just they're, they like to have a drink. Yannis is quite. We angry. all like to have a drink together. Yannis is very aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> just beats people up <laughs> in a fun way, but also like, yeah. okay, that's quite painful. And um, 
Any dream artist that you guys would want to tour with? Like mm. one dead and one alive. Uh, Radiohead. Radiohead. Uh, yeah. Radiohead. Yeah. Dead. Bowie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that would have been a fun tour. Yeah. Do, like, yeah. You would have stories for days. And um, Jonathan, I know that you quite often you sit behind the director's. Oh, there you go. Where's Jonathan? Hey, um, I heard that you like to direct a lot of the music videos, and I was just wondering um, if you plan on doing anything further besides the band, just the band directing videos, or is there other artists that you would want to work with? Um, sometimes there is. Sometimes <laughs> you've already made feature films. Well, I was yeah. I've made, I've made some long stupid films yeah but um on this record no we actually decided to not to do that yeah unless other people have a go oh, okay. um, so this this record they've all been by guest okay people. yeah and um do you think you have like a soft spot for the music videos just when these guys because you guys are it's kind of like a family like you put more love into it because it is your music video oh yeah as opposed to like other musicians that you yeah. want to work with it's really fun yeah okay great what's your feature film um, there's two. There's one that's like about a guy who um, has these spots on his arm, and they play a tune when he presses them, and then the tune kills other people when they hear it. So it sort of launches a big, uh, a big problem. Did you have any say to the um, like recently released music video that you guys just put out um, recently? It was, oh, I think, Desire yeah, Desire. Yeah. Did you have uh, any say um, with that? Yeah, we're all there on the day. Yeah. That was quite. A, that was kind of a pro direction, really, because we work with a guy that we've worked with a lot in the past, and um, he knows us, and everybody just chips in on the day. That's the that's the fun thing about doing those kind of videos is you you have to be resourceful, you have to be involved. We, you don't just sit in the dressing room and wait for somebody to come and tell you what to do. Like we're all pitching in. Yeah, and um, yeah. so with Fever Dreams, you guys do have a say. Like, it's your beginning idea of the music video, like, completely? Um, not on this record. Not on this one, we no. We want it to be more collaborative, and in general, we have to, like, the art, artwork is really collaborative, and, um, yeah, Holly Blokey, who did the first, did the Can't Do one, mm -hmm. that was her idea. Okay. Brilliant um, choreographer, yeah. 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 We knew that we, I mean, I guess the, the basic start, starting points do come from us. Yeah, we, we did one of our dance dances. Video. Yeah. We have those masks made. Oh yeah, I was looking at that artwork. It's so beautiful, beautiful, but it's like a sexy, weird kind of thing. Like yeah. I was kind of like, wow, this is so sexy. But why am I? Why do I find this we sexy? We were thinking sexy. No, we weren't. It's so it strange. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, given that this whole album is a little bit different than the other albums, who do you think is like the perfect listener? Like in your mind, like anyone specific, like the arty, like guy that goes to the bookstore and reads like is there any specific listener that uh, you can't you can't pick your fans yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've tried <laughs> no I don't I don't know it's that uh, you wouldn't want to say that it is, is for a certain type of person or isn't for a certain type of person that would be uh, uh, I don't know I think I, I don't know if we have typical uh, maybe quite Intro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a great thing, though. Those are the people that have the best taste in music, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all come from that place. Yeah. Yeah. And as older people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's true. I think there is a kind of 
Yeah, I can't, I can't bear that really. Introvert is the, the opposite yeah. to like a Maroon 5 fan. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. I like that. Someone who doesn't yeah. like Maroon 5. Actually, yeah, there, there is something. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, like 70% of people that would go to a Maroon 5 show are like rubberneckers who don't really love like music and don't own the records or whatever. It's yeah. just, it's like a night out. You go to Frankie and Benny's and then you go to see Maroon 5 because that's yeah. the, you know, that, that happens at that level, like huge stadium bands. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. Subject to that. I gotta but say, like, like maybe it's better. Like, <laughs> right. and, and there are other bands, I think that there is something deeper that you can buy into, and there aren't really any fair weather fans, like people who come to see us are really into it. Yeah. There aren't really any casual passers by. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everybody's pretty invested, and that's really nice. Like in America, people, you know, we sign stuff afterwards, and people are kind of like, oh, we flew you know, seven hours or whatever. Like, yeah. And it, it, it is yeah. totally mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, um, you guys just came out with Fever Dreams, and it's super exciting to hear it from the beginning to the end. And I appreciate you guys taking the time Thank before you. you go on performance, and um, I can't wait to see you guys kick ass up there. I feel like it's just going to be like a dance party, and like, so. can I just uh, say, I think LCD sound system would be like, you and them that's would be amazing, because it'll, it'll be a I'll huge be dance party. But um, yeah, and I can't wait to, and make sure to download Fever Dreams on Spotify and iTunes, and you guys will be playing at the Terragram Ballroom, and you still have a few more days in we the do, States. Have, yeah, a load of stuff in the East Coast in the next few days. Yeah, well, thank you so much, thank and you. have a good rest of your tour, okay, guys? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, a big thank you to Everything Everything for taking the time to talk to me um, during their very busy tour. And make sure to check out their album, A Fever Dream, available on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. And also, um, feel free to email me any sort of recommendation from either music or bands that I could interview. I am based in Los Angeles right now, and my email is thespinwithreggie at gmail.com, T-H-E-S-P-I-N-W-I-T-H, Reggie, R-E-G-G-Y at gmail.com and also a big thank you to Daniel Grimsland for editing and putting everything together and also Mike Santos for putting together an amazing intro and hopefully I'll catch you guys on the flip side next episode would be Froth in the UK and thanks for tuning in to The Spin guys see you later